Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. My guest today is Alka Chopra. Alka is a registered dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and a self-care advocate. Alka's career has spanned from education, research, corporate, management, and clinical. For the past 10 years, she has been in the clinical space focusing on individuals living with chronic disease. All through her career and in the personal life, in her personal life, Alka noticed the self-care piece missing in people's lives. Uh, leading to frustration, self-doubt, discontent, and low self-esteem. To begin with, Alka has gone through her this cycle in her own life. Now in her dietetic practice and personal life, she teaches people how to change their mindset and misconceptions of self-care by incorporating self-care with tiny habits one week at a time. Alka's self-care system is an inclusive approach that takes into consideration the pillars of wellness, which are physical, social, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, environmental, financial, and occupational. Welcome to the show, Alka. Thank you so much, Mandy. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Chatting about my favorite topic. I know, right? <laughs> so um, my first question for everyone is, is always, uh, what's your what's your story? Why does brain health interest you? Yeah, so um, you, said, you said brain health, right? Yeah, yep. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so the brain is obviously the powerhouse and it goes from top yeah. down. Yep. Um, so uh, what happened was that uh, initially, you know, when I, uh, my initial education has been in India, and then I was in the teaching line, teaching high school. And um, then when we came to Canada, I obviously I had to upgrade myself um, and get into get into the mainstream as a Canadian uh, dietitian. So that was that was quite a long road. But anyway, no, no regrets. <laughs> so I've been practicing as a dietitian in Canada since 2006. It's been a long time now. Yeah. And then uh, I always had interest in education from the beginning. It was, uh, you know, designing, um, designing content or designing handouts or designing PowerPoints or presentations. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was doing my undergrad, we had to, um, this makes me feel so old, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking oh, way back in, uh, that was in 19, 1980s. 87 something around around that time yeah so we had to design puppets so to do so we had to design puppets uh for a puppet show and mm-hmm. the puppet show was focused on health education very cool now i don't remember i think it was low cost nutritious food something like that on those lines yeah that was my favorite and i still remember that yeah it was like literally finger puppets which you make out of paper yeah you use a Sharpie marker and you have different um, uh, expressions. You know, the Sesame yeah. Street characters type yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. So, so it was that kind of thing. It was oh, very cool. Yeah, it was such a fun assignment mm-hmm. to do. I still remember that. Mm-hmm. So that was essentially the start of my education journey. And my uh, my family, like my both my parents are from the education background. So sure. I grew up in that kind of environment where mm-hmm. education was uh, very important. Mm-hmm. And, that, and gradually, as I got into the into my career over here in, in Canada, um, I got into diabetes education. Mm-hmm. 
So initially I was in, I was working at a community health center where I was seeing patients with all, but even there, there was a lot, I found myself, uh, you know, leaning less on the clinical details. Mm -hmm. Clinical details are excellent, Mm -hmm. but they are good for the clinician. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the, when it comes to the common man, who cares, you know, whether a study was done and this was the result. Okay. Get me the, get me the facts. And then the more I uh, dived in deeper in a diabetes education, the more I got interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then as I, I kept moving forward in diabetes education, I, I found that food was it, was, a, it was a challenge for people. However, food was, let's say, um, if I was to do an equilibrium, so food was important at this level. Mm-hmm. But there were other factors which actually superseded them. Yeah. Like your stress level, uh, you know, your financials, um, cooking skills, abilities, uh, access to food, um, all those things, especially stress mm-hmm. was such a big factor um, in relationships. Um, you know, so your own your own internal feeling, like how feeling good, you know, I, I, run, I run summits which are based on feeling good. Mm-hmm. So that's where, um, you know, and then the pillars of wellness and then everything followed uh, with that. So yeah. that's where, it's, that's in brief, like the whole journey. Yeah. Um, and then around 2007, 2016, uh, yeah, 2016, um, I was in this job for like seven years and I loved my job um, as a program manager. Uh, however, what happened was that things were not going the way I, I would have liked to go. Um, I would have liked because I love my job, and then the stress was impacting me. Eventually, mm-hmm. I had to resign from that job. Sure. And then I took a one year, like a one year break. It's like kind of you need to slow down a little bit and really rethink where you are. Yeah. So that break, it's a different story. That I had a fracture, and then I was on bed rest for six months. So many things happened during that that wow. year. Wow. Yeah, but it was um, it was a really a good year of reflection, um, and really thinking of you know which is the route I want to go now, where where to now. Mm-hmm. So the more I spoke to patients, the more this this piece came into picture that yeah, uh, nutrition is definitely important. Cannot ignore that, but there's other factors that really feed into it. Yeah, so that's where. So that's how I, uh, this is how I reached where I am today. Yeah. So that year of sabbatical really allowed you to find your purpose. Yes. Yeah. Very good. So what are some of the things that, that you do on a daily basis now to kind of keep, uh, keep yourself going while you're helping everybody else? Yeah. So for me, um, I, I'm a big, uh, arts and crafts advocate. Mm -hmm. So for me, that is my self-care system. That is my my me time. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure that I'm doing at least something to do with the arts and crafts every single day. It could mm-hmm. be just touching my supplies. Okay. You know, because I work full time, and so you don't yeah. get that, that much yeah. time. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So this strategy of just touching the supplies was actually given to me by another dietitian who I was talking to. In fact, I was interviewing her for one of my summits and she was talking about physical activity. 
So the big thing that came up was I asked you this question. So how do you how do you uh, encourage people to be physically active? And that includes me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I find it really boring. <laughs> and it's like something else to do. But how do you do that? So she said, she said, okay, Alkad, uh, what you can do, what you can start with is if you have your, uh, say, treadmill or your bike in the basement or in the garage, wherever it is, just go touch it. Mm. Touch the, you know, touch the, the, the bar and whatever, do a little, or, or clean it up or do something mm-hmm. and spend five minutes or just touch it and come back and do that for one week every single day. And eventually what will happen is that when you are there, you'll say, okay, you know what? Okay, let me work out for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's where I said, okay, you know what? Even if I go and reorganize my space, move things a little bit here and there, that does give me that joy that um, it gives me kind of satisfaction that, you know, yes, I have done something. Yeah. That is something that I, I, I teach my patients, like find something. Sometimes people say, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> right right yeah so then you know then then I'll tell them you know what how about you take a piece of paper and write down five things that you really enjoy yeah that are something that you like to do mm-hmm. and start from there and the circle you know circle one um <clears throat> then there are some programs that that I teach in which um you must have heard the, the smart goals and you know yeah. problem solving skills, all those things. So when you start teaching them all this, and then they begin to think, then they move from let's say if you if you if there was a clock, so they might move from one to one o one. Yeah. But at least it moves the needle a little little bit forward. Right. Um, yeah. So this is something, uh, and many times I find myself talking everything else besides nutrition yeah and with my patients yeah yeah they come yeah they come to me for the nutritional advice but sometimes that is just not the the, the issue the issue is something else right that happens so often wow i believe it so they think it's nutrition but it's really yes stress or yeah. other things yeah. where they need yeah. to find they'll, a calm yeah, they'll come to me like the patient i had uh, earlier this week, she said, um, she said to me, I know how to cook, but I don't cook. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into the reasons why you don't cook. What's mm-hmm. going on over here? And then so many other, th- so many other things, you know, come to surface. Yeah. And you start addressing them and then suddenly things change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah trigger points, like uh, what is it that triggers your depression or what is it that triggers you you do not go in the kitchen and cut up that um, uh, maybe the broccoli that you have you know which is like literally dying in the fridge yeah <laughs> right yeah so some people will yeah. say I grocery shopping religiously every week yeah and dump them in the in the garbage religiously every week because they just can't get themselves to cook yes so there's other so that's where the uh, pillars of wellness really uh, come into play mm-hmm. uh, like what is really going on let's really look into it and most people don't even think about it yeah yeah so you you're big into art what is what is it about art that can help the brain so I equate art to you know 
um, to prob let's say problem solving. Mm -hmm. I also equate it to literally freeing yourself. Right now, you don't have to be a trained artist mm -hmm. to do any form of artistic activity. There are no rules. Right. There are no rules in art. So when you are uh, when you are letting yourself free, um, I think the now I don't know how the neurons and everything work in the brain, but yeah. what I understand is because I feel it. Yeah. That when I am when I am sitting with with some paint, with some acrylic paint or some um, uh, crayon or some you know marker or anything like that, mm -hmm. my focus is totally on the activity of it. Then nothing around me makes a difference. Mm -hmm. so it is just li literally me being in my zone mm -hmm. and that is my me time and that is something that I think a lot of people lack mm -hmm. and that impacts my own ability my own my own brain function mm -hmm. it works better so you know sometimes when I don't involve myself in that kind of activity I feel I find myself getting irritable sure yeah and then the kids will say okay mom you know something's not right yeah Hey, why are you getting irritated? Yeah. Because I haven't had my own time to myself. Now, yeah. it's no one's fault. You know, sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah. But you have to, so that's what your brain, your brain, you have to, uh, I'm going to say, you have to tame your brain and you've got to really um, learn how to relax. Mm -hmm. And art to me is very relaxing where, you know, I can, if my color goes out of the line, mm -hmm. hey, who cares? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, if you're doing some, you have an adult coloring book uh, and if the, you're doing, it goes on, it's totally fine. It's completely okay. Yeah. There was a big painting I was making and um, when I, when I made it, my husband looked at me and he said, and it, it had many elements on it. It had some small rings. It had some stones. It had just too much on it. It had some mosaic tiles. And he looked at me, he's saying, Alka, this is looking like there's some microorganisms floating on this. And I looked at him. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Yeah. Oh my God. And when I, when I, so I put it in front of me and then I was like, oh my God, I've destroyed this whole canvas and so many supplies. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, but no, so now what I'm doing to it, I'm going to paint it all white mm -hmm. and then we'll do some work on uh, uh, we'll, we'll do some work on there yeah yeah so it is so there's no, it's nothing wrong nothing has gone wrong it'll just provide right. texture yeah I don't know how it will I never approach an art project it's something so concrete in my mind that this is exactly what what I'm going to do sure like it could be doing um I have a slight a bit of an idea yeah. but there's no so it's very freeing for me uh, and sure. my it increases my productivity too Sure. When I involve myself, um, and yeah, so my brain functions much better. It's using yeah. that creative side of your brain, yeah. and it's very there important. A, yeah, uh, there was a few years ago I was doing this uh, group uh, stress management group session to a group of men. Um, there were around fifteen of them, um, and they had to go through. So they were there were people, there were men who were who had undergone uh, divorce, mm -hmm. and they were having custody issues. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so it was, they had to they had to do eight sessions uh, so that they are able to even see their children. 
um, or some, yeah. So one of the activities that I was doing with them was I gave them grid paper and I gave them crayons from the dollar store. Yeah. But okay, here's crayons. These are the only two materials you need. Mm-hmm. So just take your any any color crayon and just draw any shape on the grid paper. So some of them drew a circle, some of them drew like a cloud, somebody a star. It was all different. Somebody, I think, they even drew a leaf mm-hmm. as well. So I said, okay, after that, just without thinking, uh, thinking to any, don't think, oh, don't overthink this. Just color the s- small squares in whatever color you want to use, shades of green, mm-hmm. you want to do multicolor, you want to do shades of whatever the case, you want to pick up two colors, say red and blue, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Just go and color those grids. And they all looked at me and they said they've never even picked up a color pencil ever in their lives. They yeah. can't do it. I said, okay, give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I just turned on some really relaxing music in the background. Mm-hmm. And Mandy, within 30 seconds, those 15 men were so absorbed mm-hmm. what they were doing. Mm-hmm. That I had after we didn't have that much time that we could finish the project, but after about fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. I had to really say, okay, I really need you to stop now <laughs> because they were so much engrossed in you know doing the project. Yeah. And then after that, I asked them. I said, okay, how are you feeling now from when you started to? And, and so the most of them said they're feeling like liberated. Yeah. So it was such a calming thing and such a simple activity. Sure. And just limited art supplies, yeah. How funny. Yeah. It's um, doing something artistic uses half, you have half your brain is artistic, half your brain is logical. Yes. So when you're doing those art things and when possibly having a little direction on on areas to go brings in the logic part of it, but the rest of it is that creativity, which I think so many of us have lost that in life because we're rushing from one thing to another that we don't take that time to be creative. Exactly. Yeah. And what what I also find is that people who are creative, mm-hmm. uh, their outlook towards life and problem solving skills are way more advanced mm-hmm. uh, than the ones who are just so, you know, cut and dry. Yeah. Life is not cut and dry, right? Right. It's not linear. There's yeah. ups and downs. Yeah. So uh, whether you do, whether you like to do pencil sketches or, or for that matter, even watch art and craft videos. If you don't even like to do it, even if you watch something pretty being created. Sure. Right? Yeah. So even that, uh, you know, it's like um, if you have beauty around you, yeah. you feel beautiful. Yeah. Because it impacts your, your brain. So the same thing, you know, that you have. So um, I don't know if you can see. Hold um, I will. So I move here so you can see this. Oh. Yeah, you got a little bit of texture back there. One second. Okay. So can you see the background? A little bit, yeah. There. Yeah. Can you see this here? Yeah. So when I got this divider, uh, my goal for for this, oh, well, this is chalk paint really, just painted okay. on the divider. Okay. Um, and so when I got this divider, it was like plain, but then I thought the kind of work that I do yeah. and I talk, so this is a kind of, this is intentional really. Sure. Like it's a compliment. So it's mandalas all over. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. 
So it just adds uh, like a lot of, um, and it was very simple. It's just basically stencils. That's all sure. it is. Okay. So just so stencil just it and then color it in. Yeah. Just sharing with you that it does not have to be so difficult to create sure. um, nice things, like pretty things around you. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I've read something about Mandela art being therapeutic as well. Yes. It just is. that creation of patterns and yeah. uh, repetition. Yeah. And really not obsessing over perfection. Yeah. That's the other uh, big thing. Yeah. Have you ever worked with anybody who does have like really bad OCD where they need to have things perfect? All the time. <laughs> How do you get over that? It's very hard. It is very hard for those people because they they don't they know it. Yeah. Those people like really know it, um, and it is it is a challenge. You know that um, uh, I was doing um, so during before Christmas at at work. Mm-hmm. We just got those you know those um, ornaments from the dollar store. So we were just putting up the Christmas tree. Yeah. We, we were painting the ornaments, and everyone was so it was a it was a Santa. Uh, that one of the staff members was painting. And then it was obviously, everyone said, oh, Santa has to be white. I said, no, Santa <laughs> does not always have to be white. You right. can Santa in any any color. Yeah. What? <laughs> so what naturally, what happened was, because there was color mixing going on. So <clears throat> what happened was when we colored the, so she had the muffler like as red. Yeah. And the cap, I think was black. And obviously the nose was uh, was red, but the so so there was a lot of mixing of colors in the palette and then I said okay just use whatever you have so she used it and it kind of turned out to be yellowish greenish and everyone was like oh Santa has jaundice (laughs) (laughs) I said no it's just a different color you know it was like (laughs) green kind of a thing um, that that, with a more yellow tint I said no it's not I like I don't think it's jaundice is like yellow as in yellow when you see a jaundice patient (laughs) It was quite funny. So it is those kinds of things that how can you have Santa not being white? Yeah. Yeah. It's thinking a little bit more in the abstract. And that's where a lot of the creativity comes out is just creating something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if you see paintings, you see those huge, those abstract paintings. Yeah. Do they even make sense? They don't make sense to me. I've always struggled you with that. Admire them, right? You admire people are standing yeah. in galleries or in you know or in um, like all these um, whether in the Bay or Walmart, wherever they are, and they'll just say, "Okay, this is so beautiful." Well, it's abstract. There is really no rule. What what is that? Yeah. It's just literally blobs of color which probably work with each other. That's <laughs> what you have. However, you want to interpret it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that's yeah. So it's it's hard for people who have OCD, but yeah. Uh, sometimes that just does get in the way of doing things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again it all goes back to if you have the uh, intention the intention to me is the most important thing and that's what I tell my patients too if yeah. you have the intention to cook up a healthy meal mm-hmm. you will find a way to do it mm-hmm. if you don't mm-hmm. have the intention then there's nothing no one can do anything about that mm-hmm. I love it. There's a quote by Henry Ford that I absolutely love. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Exactly. And that yeah. works in this situation too. Um, but I love how you were able to get all of those dads to come out of their their that thoughts was, that they yeah. couldn't do it. 
yeah that 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 was such a uh, it was such a uh, i think a liberating experience for me because internally even i was was not sure what what is the what reaction i will get from them yeah apparently they and, and i asked them i said will you do this at home so i think out of uh, probably 50 to 60% of them said you know when i finish today's group on my way home yeah. i'm going to pick up art supplies <laughs> from the dollar store yeah perfect yeah that- really good to know if you are able to move them from point a to point b i think that's a really uh, good that, that's a step in the right direction yeah yeah very cool very cool are there um one or two tips that you would give to our listeners that they can just start with other than what you just said um so one or two tips so um are we looking into like nutrition in particular or just general tips either way whichever whichever uh jumps out at you so the first thing i would definitely say is to just sit back a little bit and reflect on on are you are you content i'm not going to say happy are you content with the way that you are leading your life? Mm-hmm. That is the question number one. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, they want to sit down and write down a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people like to journal. Some people don't like to journal. Um, like photo journaling is something that people like to do. That's a new thing. It's not a new thing, but people like to do. Like you collect different pictures and yeah. it, you can do that. Journaling always does not mean writing. Sure. You can do picture journaling as well. So you can do different colors and anything. So if that is something you want to do. So that is one way of really letting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really think really deep down, think about what what's really going on, because mm-hmm. a lot of people do things by default sure. and don't even think about it. So the one year that I had um, when I resigned, yeah, that was like, okay, you know what? Yes, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And that's when I started to think about like online courses and, you know, uh, teaching, educating people online. And I, and I learned all that I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, so that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second, the second thing I would say is like, I'd mentioned to you before that list, list down five things that you you think you know uh, that you will enjoy or you will enjoy uh, or you will feel satisfied spending your time in mm-hmm. and then following that you want to pick one at a time mm-hmm. one thing at a time and that's where the tiny habits really uh, you know micro habits really come into picture yeah. that you don't have to do everything at the same time pick one thing and really go for it mm-hmm. and give it give it your full honest try mm-hmm. not not one day not two days i'm going to say try it at least for a month for sure okay. uh, and see how you feel if it doesn't work for you no worries go to the other one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that way you can keep you can keep working in blocks of like five things that you okay. again you think that you will work for you yeah, because sometimes people really don't know. I mean, they they because they've never given it a thought, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that is that really um, that really helps. Like a lot of patients that I see, uh, I will. Uh, so when it comes to the food, I'll say, okay, tell me, 
uh, what is the can you so most of most people don't eat a breakfast that's the biggest thing sure so then we sit down and then we uh, you know we i really hash out the definition of a breakfast for them so media media makes it even harder you know and all this these things that oh breakfast should be the biggest meal of the day but who has a time in the morning to eat like a breakfast like a king no. you know? <laughs> that's one thing second yeah. thing after the pandemic you know how things have become so pricey yeah. So the definition of a breakfast is different for different people. Right. So the definitions of anything is different for different people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. defining, uh, so really being, if I say clarity uh, for people, a lot of people don't even have that clarity. Sure. But if I if I ask you, Mandy, okay, tell me what do you what do you think is a definition of breakfast for you? What would you say? I have a shake in the morning when I go to work because that's all I have time for, but it's something, it's protein. That works for you. Yep. Right, fantastic. So that's it. So we stop there. Yep. And if you tell me that, okay, you know what? I'm not a breakfast person. Okay, tell me, what do you mean by breakfast? Yeah. So sometimes I will will come up with ideas. Okay, you know what? A breakfast can be something, maybe just a half a cup of milk and five almonds. Yeah. Can you do that? Oh, they'll say, oh. I can do that. And that's my breakfast. I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So really uh, hashing out uh, those five things and, and then breaking it down even further. Um, obviously it need, needs a little bit of thinking, but even if you can't come up with those ideas, maybe you can take some help, mm-hmm. you know, so say, for example, if they want to, if they want to improve on their food, then seek out a dietitian. If you, uh, even if you have to spend some money, mm-hmm. uh, it's worth it. Yeah. Yep. I learned along the way somewhere that if you, if you are investing in something, you are going to be more likely to actually do it. Yes. Yeah. Cause you have and, some yeah. skin in the game. Exactly. And most people invest in Dr. Google, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the answers may not always be the best thing. Right. Uh, yeah just be cautious cautious of that yeah so if you just start here and then you know it makes it makes it much easier because uh, change is hard and you know changing all those five things at the same time Mm -hmm. can be very very overwhelming Mm -hmm. absolutely Um, when I'm talking with my patients about even making uh, medication changes we always talk about one at a time otherwise it gets too muddy what's actually working what's actually helping yeah Um, and when you change a food or you change an activity, it right. takes what, like 12 to 15 times of trying something to yeah. actually realize if you like it. Yeah. And then you have to do it for 14 to 15 times in a row to actually, or 21, depending on which research right. you're looking at, yeah. to actually yeah. build a habit of something new. Yeah. There's a book, it's called The One Thing. Mm-hmm. So in that book, there's research which says it takes 66 days yeah. for a person to make a change. It's a very interesting book. So yeah, the one thing it's called. Yeah, cool. I have to look that one up. Yeah, it's it takes a, it takes time to build a habit. Uh, yeah. It takes time if you're going to take away a bad habit. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing happens overnight, and uh, yeah. having some pa- patience with yourself, even yeah. give yourself that benefit of doubt and be be compassionate to yourself. Don't be so harsh on yourself. And you know, yeah. uh, self talk is something that a lot of people will say. Oh, I'm, I'm I haven't been successful. Uh, I'm useless. 
um, and all those things, you know, uh, then, so if you talk negatively to yourself about yourself, then that will really pull you down. Uh, your self-esteem goes down, your self-image, you know, all those things come. So if mm-hmm. until and unless you have a positive outlook about yourself, you know, you cannot project it. People will read yeah. through you right yeah. away. Yeah. And be proud. Be proud of all the achievements that you have made. Uh, and if you want, you can write them down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, when you write down things, yeah. they make more sense. So when it is actually in, in black and white, it does right. make more sense and it, it resonates more with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes nice to write down the things that, that you do well, because then you can stop and, and realize that you do a lot of things really well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We take a lot of that for granted. Yeah. You know, at some point, so like I am really big on um, like uh, education, like I mentioned to you before, yeah. I'm really big on health literacy and yeah. Really, yeah, and really communication, like especially from a clinician's perspective that when I'm giving any kind of information to my patients, whether it is like this hypoglycemia, so people don't understand what hypoglycemia is. Right. So really changing the, the, you know, the language and, and everything. So I've been doing a lot of group sessions um, for now. For So before, when I started doing group sessions, people used to say, oh, Alka, you explained that thing really well. Um, I just, and my response used to be like, okay you know it was it was just a very but now I've changed my own perspective yeah um, so now when people say the same thing okay Alka that you uh, you've explained that concept so well we've never heard anyone doing it that way yeah so now okay humility is there yeah but then I will say yeah yeah I try my I, I do try uh, hard to make it easy for you to understand and it's important yeah. to me Yep. I'm talking to you, you understand, uh, and, and then obviously with humbly, you not not getting too many, not getting right. my head bigger. <laughs> but but yeah, I will accept that that compliment to me, that is an achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that I'm striving for. Um, and, it, and it is important that I'm able to con- communicate the message in the right way to my patients. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can't explain it at, an, at a level they can understand, it's going to be hard for them to follow any of what you're trying to get them yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 Very good. So, so really acknowledge, you know, if you, if you do something well, like what you said, mm-hmm. write down the things that you do well and, and for sure, definitely yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 Very good. What kind of things are you working on now that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh gosh, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am actually working on getting um, getting a membership up and running, um, which is which is a combination of all that I shared with you. So it is really uh, it is it is called nurture and nourish. Uh, so, which is really talking to you about, um, I have the little bit of groundwork done that there's still a lot more to be done, but yes. I will probably be launching it soon. Uh, so that is one major, major uh, project that I'm working on. And then there's other uh, projects as well, because I do lots of art shows is, uh, come um, September, uh, October. Uh, so then at this time I start to, you know, collect, um, make things and get my arts thing and get my hands dirty with clay and paint and all that stuff. So that is something which is uh, going on right now. 
There's other things too, but these are the two main things. Yeah, yeah, very good. Where can people find you if they want to learn about the things that you're working on? Oh, the best is to go to my website. It's alkachopra.ca. Okay. Where they can, so there's a, so there's a, yeah, there's a button which will, where they can sign up for my email list and they'll get to know uh, my programs coming up and like what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I also have a YouTube channel, but everything you'll find on the website. That's the easiest way Perfect. Uh, to, to connect with me. Perfect. All right. I will include uh, that information in the show notes for the, the show as well so that people can find that easily. Yeah. 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 Um, thank you so much. I do want to be uh, respectful of your time as well today. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Um, not really. I'm just going to say, um, yeah, just think, think a bit more about yourself and there's nothing wrong in it. It's not being, it's not being selfish. It's not being uh, rude to the others around you. I just feel that until and unless you take care of yourself, mm-hmm. you cannot take care of the others. Right. So put yourself in, in the forefront um, and do not feel like guilty about it. And if you need to seek help, go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate to ask for help. It will not put you down if you ask for help. Yeah, I think that's a great message. Uh, people often forget to take care of themselves. And we think that we can't take that time because we have family or whatever. But if you take that time, you're actually teaching them healthy habits too, so that yeah. they see that it's okay to do that. And learn to say no. If you have to say no to certain things, you mm-hmm. know, it's completely okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good if final words. Not, if someone does not appreciate you saying no, that means they're not your people. That's very true. Very true. Good words to end on. Thank you so much for today, <laughs> Alga. I try. Yeah. <laughs> you do well. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you so much, Mandy, for having me. This was a very a fun discussion. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. So awesome of my work too. So. I love it. I love it. Very good. <laughs> I think there's you. wood burning at the back. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I, I have a painting in the corner that I do too. So, yeah. 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 I would burn. That's my that's my latest obsession. Fun. Fun. Yeah. I'd like to try all the all the different things too. So art is, is a huge passion of mine. It works. Yeah. Very good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You take care. You too. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.